everyone, I'm Brandon. It is hot in Kansas City, and this is baseball. Let's get into it. So last week, if you haven't checked out the episode, you should go back and listen after this one. We did a little month review of 2023 and how the season's going so far. We took a look at predictions and projections, how teams are doing so far, who's living up to expectations, who's not. Some teams were right on pace where I thought they would be. Some teams were some teams that I thought were going to do poorly are at the top of their division and some teams that I expected to be leading their division are at the bottom. If you're scrolling through the standings casually, you'd look in the NL East, Braves are leading. Okay, that makes sense. NL West, Dodgers are on top. Also makes sense. Then you'll get to the NL Central. The Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place in the NL Central. Not something that I expected to see at any point in 2023, especially a month and a half into the season. Pittsburgh is 21 and 15 so far this season. They've actually kind of come back to earth a little bit. They just actually stopped a skid by pitching a complete game shutout. They have a half game lead on the Milwaukee Brewers going into today. But what's even more concerning when you look at the National League Central is... Not who's at the top of the division, but who's at the bottom of the division. The St. Louis Cardinals are 12 and 24, and they are nine games back in the National League Central. Now, if you go back and look at projections from any media outlet or really anybody, they would have the St. Louis Cardinals either winning the NL Central or taking second in the NL Central and likely being one of the wildcard teams for the National League. I had St. Louis winning the National League Central. In fact, I had them winning the Central quite comfortably. I thought that the NL Central was one of the weaker divisions in the league. And I think that 88 wins can win you this division. Because the quality of the teams in this division versus the NL West and the NL East is significantly lower. So... 40-plus games into the season, I did not expect the St. Louis Cardinals to be 12 games under 500 and at the bottom of their division. So what I'm going to do today is look into what's going wrong with the St. Louis Cardinals and why it's significant. Because you might think, oh, a team's not living up to their expectations. What's the big deal? It happens all the time. Well, I'll get into why it's a big deal a little bit later. Now, like I said earlier, I pretty much had the St. Louis Cardinals as a lock to win their division. So what's gone wrong so far? I'm going to start by looking at their offense because their offense is part of the problem, but it's not really the main problem. They're actually a pretty average offense. If you look at it, you want to look at their slash line. They have a 257 batting average, 326 on base and a 414 slugging which is about middle of the road for 2023 so far. If you want to look at an individual player that's a problem, you have Nolan Arenado, who was an MVP finalist last season and is a perennial all-star caliber player and just driving force on your team, is not living up to expectations. Nolan Arenado's OPS is 600, which is worst on the Cardinals offense, and it's not even close. A guy like Arenado should not be at the bottom of your list for offensive statistics. 
So you would like to see a turnaround with him to help the offense take a little bit of a jump forward. Now, like I said, offense is about average, not the main problem with the St. Louis Cardinals, but could definitely be better. The Cardinals also signed Wilson Contreras this offseason to be their catcher for five years and $87 million. And when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, that's a pretty good deal for a catcher. Well, 40 games into the season, Wilson Contreras is looking like he's going to be more of a DH slash outfielder for the Cardinals. So now he's become a very expensive designated hitter for them. Now you knew that anybody that you brought in after Yadier Molina retired was going to be a downgrade from the defensive side. But fortunately, Contreras does have a really good bat. But it's not good that he's already not catching 40 games into his new contract. But let's get into the real problem, which is the pitching for the Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals team ERA this season so far is four and a half. That is good for 19th in the league. Now, if you want to look at the teams below them, you have the Royals, the Reds, and the Oakland. Uh, Oakland's team ERA is seven. It's over seven. So for reference, you know, 19th is not the bottom, but it's not great because you're a team that has expectations to win. And that's not really going to cut it down the stretch. The Cardinals whip is about one and a half, which is 26th. So bottom five in the league. Now you want your whip to be as close to one or below one if you possibly can. They're uh, they're on the wrong side of that number. They have an opponent 270 batting average against them, which is 28th in the league. So their pitching is not ideal. What jumped out to me the most was the bullpen. They have had 14 save opportunities so far this season, and they have blown nine of them. Some teams don't blow nine saves in a season, let alone in the first month and a half of of this campaign. So you have a team that can't close out games. So you have an incredibly average offense and a completely awful pitching staff. So far, the St. Louis Cardinals have a run differential of minus 17, which means that they're giving up more runs than they're scoring so far this season, which obviously doesn't translate to winning. So that's kind of what's going on in St. Louis this season as far as why they're not having a ton of success. Now, obviously their pitching is terrible. They knew that their pitching wasn't going to be the best going into it, and they didn't spend a ton of time trying to address it. So it's kind of on them a little bit, but to see them 12 games under 500 and looking like they're likely going to miss the playoffs altogether this season is very, very surprising to me. Now, earlier I was talking about this being a big deal and pretty significant for the St. Louis Cardinals to be this bad. And I want to get into why I think that. The St. Louis Cardinals have been the model of consistency in Major League Baseball for many, many years. They are perennial playoff contenders. They have the second most world titles and 
MLB history with 11, second to the Yankees 27, who are also not having a great season so far. But I'll get get into that a couple weeks from now, if the Yankees continue to play how they're playing. Now, I want to look at the St. Louis Cardinals history since the year 2000. Since 2000, the Cardinals have made the playoffs 16 times. They've been to four World Series. In 2004, when the Cardinals won 105 games, they lost to the Boston Red Sox. That was the season that Boston ended their 86-year World Series victory drought. Then they went back to the World Series in 2006. The 2006 Cardinals are one of my favorite World Series winners because this season they won 83 games. They won their division winning 83 games. The National League as a whole was down that season outside of the New York Mets. The New York Mets were the favorite in the National League to play in the World Series and probably win the World Series. But... St. Louis beat them in the NLCS. That's when Adam Wainwright struck out Carlos Beltran looking to have the Cardinals win the pennant. The Cardinals also won the 2011 World Series. If you remember, that was the David Freeze Game 6 against the Texas Rangers, where Texas looked like they had it all wrapped up, and David Freeze just kind of took it into his own hands and was like, nope. We're going to game seven. The St. Louis Cardinals were down seven to five to the Rangers in game six. In the bottom of the ninth with two outs, David Freeze hit a two-run triple to tie the game seven to seven. And two innings later in the bottom of the 11th, David Freeze hit a walk-off home run to straightaway center field to send the game to game seven. Where the St. Louis Cardinals would eventually win the World Series. After 2011, the Cardinals went back to the World Series in 2013 and lost to the Boston Red Sox. So since 2000, the Cardinals have been to the playoffs 16 times. They've won four or they've, excuse me, they've been to four World Series going two and two in those championships. They've also been to 10 National League Championship Series. So this team for the last 20 plus years has really only known success. In fact, they've only had one losing season, which was in 2007 when they went 78 and 84. So the year after they won the World Series in 06. But outside of the 2007 season, the Cardinals have been a winning franchise. So is it a big deal that the St. Louis Cardinals are having as bad of a season as they are? you look at their recent history, yes, it absolutely is because it's completely out of character for their organization and their team to not be good. There have been a few instances where fans have been booing at Cardinals home games because they are not happy with the product on the field. And the Cardinals deserve it because they came into this season with expectations of winning. When you're expected to win and you don't, It's not fun for anyone. Is there any hope that the Cardinals can turn their season around? Well, there is. If you want to look back at the 2019 Washington Nationals, who were World Series champions that year, on May 24th, the team was 19-31. and 
So things weren't going great. Fans were calling for manager Dave Martinez to be fired, and they were considering just selling all their players off with Max Scherzer and Rendon. In late May, the Washington Nationals were at rock bottom, and they had a series against the Miami Marlins. And the Nationals got hot, and by the time that the All-Star break rolled around, the Nationals had improved their record to 47 and 42. So they were five games over 500 after being under 500 by more than 12 games at one point in their season. The Nationals actually had a second half record of 46 and 27 after the All-Star break and ended up locking up a wild card spot. So the Nationals ended up winning 93 games in 2019 and were able to turn around what looked like was going to be a completely miserable season. Like I said earlier, the Nationals ended up winning their first World Series that season. So for the St. Louis Cardinals, as bad as their season has been this year, it's not impossible for them to get hot and turn things around and go on a run. They're fortunate to play in what I think is one of the worst divisions in baseball. So at any point, any team above them can fall apart. I do think that that's going to happen to Pittsburgh. I don't think we're going to get to the end of the season and Pittsburgh's going to be at the top of the division. Like I said earlier, we've already seen them come back to earth a little bit. Milwaukee's only a half game behind them. It's just a matter of time before the Brewers leapfrog the Pirates and take first. Listen, St. Louis has a huge hill to climb. They're fortunate to be in the division that they're in. They also have an extra wild card slot to look for. Now, I don't think that I don't think that a team in the NL Central is getting those wild card spots because I think that there's a lot of other really good teams in the National League ahead of them. So I think if you're in the NL Central and you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to win that division. The Cardinals are going to have to get significantly better at pitching this season for this to even be a thought or to even be realistic. And at this point in time, I don't see that happening. So I really think for the first time in a very long time, it's going to be a long summer for the St. Louis Cardinals. I got a couple more things before I get out of here. Uh, This wouldn't be a good episode if I didn't take a second to take a shot at the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals over the weekend hosted the Oakland Athletics. I've been saying it all season long. Oakland is actively trying to lose. Kansas City is pretending to be competitive, but it's not working out. Kansas City managed to lose a series to Oakland over the weekend, and it wasn't pretty. In fact, the only thing that was good about this was, okay, they did win on Sunday, so they didn't get swept. So there's that. But also Lorenzo Cain, who was part of the last time that Kansas City was relevant and good at baseball. Lorenzo Cain signed a one-day contract as a Royal to retire 
as a Kansas City Royal. And it was a really cool ceremony for a player that is a huge part of Kansas City Royals history. But you can't be losing a series to the Oakland Athletics because what's happening now is, hey, if you're a team that isn't doing so hot or you're slumping and you need to pick me up, just find Kansas City on your schedule and circle it because that's going to be a series that your team can turn things around because if Oakland can win a series against Kansas City, anybody can. I want to leave you on this. Great major league pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, Vida Blue, has passed away at the age of 73. Vida Blue won 209 games during his career. He was a three-time 20-game winner, which is virtually unheard of in today's game. And he was a three-time World Series championship with Oakland. Vida Blue, unfortunately, passed away to cancer at the age of 73 in a hospital in San Francisco. So prayers to his family as they're grieving his loss. See you next time.